Welcome to the IonHoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flotico. Greetings from Florida. It's season four, episode eight of the IonHoops.com podcast, and I've been here at the Gulf Coast Showcase all week long. Things haven't quite gone as planned on this trip, but hey, it's all part of the process and it's still only November. Long road to go, so let's see how it all plays out. Before we press on with recaps from Florida and previews of what's to come, we press a couple Iona Iotas your way. Iona Iotas. Before we dive into the men, let's talk about the women's uh, latest exploits on the court. Uh, the, the Lady Gales got on the uh, winning side of things with a victory over LIU, beating them 80-59, to 59, uh, leading just 35-34 at the half, so a huge second half for the team. Uh, Petra Orborlova was five of six from three, ended up with 17 points and six boards. Natalia Ot Missouri was 14 points, five rebounds. Judith Gomez, 13 points, five rebounds, five assists. Sierra D'Angelo, 11 points. And Ella Fajardo had nine points and 10 assists. The Lady Gale shot 57% overall and from three in the game. Things did not go so well in their road trip to Florida for a two-game set. Uh, the Lady Gales lost 74-72 in overtime at Bethune-Cookman, despite what it was an absolute monster game from uh, Sierra D'Angelo, which had 30 points, 30 points, her career high, and 13 boards. And Ella Fajardo added 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. And, and Lady Gales also had 11 each from Up Missouri and Noah Givon. Um, they followed that up with a, another tough loss at Stetson, 71-62. D'Angelo had 17 and 9 in that one. Fajardo had 15. Othman Zuri, 14 and give on 11. Let's hope the Lady Gales get back on the winning side of things next time out. Well, by now you've heard all about the Gales Nation Collective, NIL Collective out there. And now we have giving levels. Yes, there's actually levels where you can donate a certain amount each month and you get certain perks for your for your troubles of uh contributing to the collective if you if you give up 10 bucks a month 10 bucks a month you are in the fighting maroon club you get a whole bunch of gale swag and you get entry into drawings for things like memorabilia ticket upgrades and other events and experiences 50 dollars a month gets you into the celtic club which is all everything you get in the fighting maroon package plus tobin time this is exclusive content that gives you access to the latest thoughts and, and ideas from Tobin Anderson with the help of a humble podcaster you might all know well. The next level up is $100 a month. It's the Killian Club. That's everything in the Celtic Club, plus a ticket to the collective semi-annual event, as well as a personalized welcome video from one of the athletes. And then we have $300 a month, the Gale Legends Club. That is everything in the Killian Club, plus an invite to a private event and an Iona home game. So that, stay tuned for more on all of that and for Tobin time with some wacko actually interviewing him. Anyway, thanks to all of you who have already stepped up and contributed to the collective. Let's keep it going because we know the impact it has in this program. Go to galesnation.com for more details about how to contribute. All right, let's recap all three games from the Gulf Coast Showcase, and we'll hear from Tobin Anderson after each one.
You know, I did say many times during the offseason that this Iona team has the potential to be wildly erratic this year, especially early on, especially in the, in the non-conference portion of the schedule. Well, while that's true, I don't think anyone saw what would happen against High Point. The Gales watched their opponents smoke them from three early on, frustrate them all day long defensively, and, tr- and the Gales trailed all the way in this one by as many as 24 in falling 82-68 in the opener at the Gulf Coast Showcase. I mean, not much else to say here. Iona struggled in just about every facet of the game. The offense outside of Wesapanzo just couldn't get anything going, and that drained any energy uh, to get the press going, invigorate the defensive end, uh, just all of that. It was just a rough day, and it welcomed the debut of hashtag Ledge Life in New Rochelle for sure, just from what I've been reading on Twitter and on the Iona message board, just three games in. High point shot 45% overall, but 43% from three, they made 12 of them and even hit 26 of 30 from the line. It was 17 to five high point at the first media timeout of the game. And even when Iona got it to eight early in the second half on a Panzo three, the Gale surrendered another big run, 12-0, and this one was done. So as I said, Panzo was solid. He had 18 points. He's really found the outside shot. And Jeremiah Quigley continues to surprise and impress us all. He had 11 points, six rebounds, and six assists. It just wasn't there for Don Tritu today. Coming in averaging more than 25 points per game, he finished with zero field goals and just five points. And Greg Gordon had just three. Like I said, just a rough day on the whole. Crumble it up, throw it away, don't even watch the video. And, you know, with another game tomorrow against an, another surprise as the other quarterfinal had a, itself an upset as Long Beach State lost to Illinois State. Just this is life in tournament play in this time of year. Anyway, rough day for the whole. Forget it. Let's start fresh tomorrow. And here's a brief clip of Tobin Anderson sharing his thoughts post game. Listen, we got to do two things, right? We got to play really hard, and we got we got to play how we play. You know, and, and the idea we're we're gonna, we're gonna press, we're gonna play man to man defense, we're gonna motion offense. We're not we're not we're not gonna change what we do or change this or change that. So we 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 know how we're gonna play. We know how we're gonna win. Um, and we got to learn how to do that. So you got to there's two parts of the game. One is playing really hard, really hard, tough, and hard is like. My dad used to always get mad at me. He's like, what's, what does playing hard mean? It means running back on defense. It means talking. It means having energy. It means uh, sharing the ball, playing together. Um, all that stuff, right? Scout report. Like, no one, no one know who could do what. Um, and then you got to execute. You know, so there's two parts. You can play You can play as hard as you want to, but if you don't execute, um, you're going to be in trouble. I thought from both those angles, we were um, not very good as far as, like, we didn't play re- re- super hard. Not Nothing not as hard as they did. And our execution for how we want to play was not very good. Like, I thought the press could have caused a major problem. I don't think we – I think we got one trap the first 10 or 12 minutes. We're kind of, like, on our heels a little bit. I didn't quite get that. So, um, yeah, it's got to get better, you know. And it, and it will, you know. It will it'd be nice if we get better in 24 hours, but it, it, will get, it will get better. Before this tournament, we talked about getting a shot at Long Beach State in the semis as they came into this event as one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win it. Funny thing – no one told Illinois State, which took down LBSU right after we fell to high point. So we get Long Beach after all, just not the way either team would have planned. This was a tight one throughout with Long Beach surging ahead early on and Iona battling back to take a one point lead at halftime, then pushing the lead up to eight early in the second half. But Long Beach controlled the latter stages of this one and made the plays late to close us out 80 to 76. The Gales are still a work in progress, both ends of the floor, no question about it. The press showed signs, forcing 17 turnovers, but when the turns weren't there, 
the shots fell for Long Beach to the tune of 47% overall and 39% from three. The offense, some mixed results as well. 43% overall, 24% from three, just one of 12 from deep in the second half. And on top of that, a season-high 18 turnovers. Adon Tritu had a quiet start, but then got into the flow and led the Gales with 17 points and five assists. And freshman Gene Aaron Gurren put up 16 in his best game as a Gale. Greg Gordon had his his best game since Charleston with 12 points and 11 rebounds. Sultan Adewale had a great stretch in this one where he was so effective on, on the glass, blocking shots and, and finishing by the basket. He ended up with 11 points and five rebounds. Weza Panzo got lots of tries from three, even made a big shot late to, to get us close, but missed late as well. He finished with 12 points on four of 14 shooting from three. So, this was a decent performance in terms of the energy level being better than it was against High Point, but still a lot of room for improvement on both ends as hashtag ledge life ramps up. Here's Tobin Anderson after the loss. We did some good things. Guys played hard, um, harder than we have. So there was moments, obviously, but we got beat. No one wants to get beat. Uh, that's, it stinks. So. No moral victories. We're not. We're not. You know, it's like we played. We definitely played harder than yesterday. So, I mean, I really like our team. I do. Um, we're going to get there. We're absolutely 100% going to get there. Um, like to get there quicker. But there is some definite signs in it that there's more moments of us showing who we can be and how and how we can do things. And and uh, we're we're a tough bunch of guys. We're just not consistently playing the, as tough as we can all the time. But like, I mean, I love I, I love I love the squad. We're gonna we're gonna be very very good. We're gonna be very very good. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, but we need to get there, hopefully. And I think tomorrow's a big game. I don't care what, what play scheme it is, whatever it is. Like, tomorrow for us is a, a very important. I mean, every game's important. Is it, you got a new team. We're learning together. Um, there's not a game that's not very, very important for us to uh, play how we play. We, we talked about two things before the game. We had, we had to compete. And I guess what it was yesterday, too. Like, compete and do what we do, right? We definitely competed today, um, and we did more of what we do. It just wasn't consistent the whole way through. Oh my gosh, what would happen if we lose to Buffalo? Should we fire Tobin? Sheesh. So glad the administration didn't have to make such a decision as Iona dismantled the Bulls 89-64 to conclude the uh, event in Florida. Now, Buffalo came out quite disinterested for sure, but Iona came out with quite a bit of fire in the belly to make sure that there was no chance of a letdown here. Uh, and this one was over in the blink of an eye, really. Not much to say. The offense really cooked in the first half, and the defense was relentless the entire game. The lead was 23 at the half. Everyone had a hand in this one. Weza Panzo was hot, 5 of 6 from 3 and putting up 20. Gordon even connected on a couple threes. He finished with 14. Aaron Gurren had 12. Tree 2 had 11. Uh, everyone who played scored with the exception of Terrell Williams only played four minutes, and walk-on Rohan Chapali even saw time. Iona was lights out in the first half, 61% for the game, 52% overall, 53% overall from three as the Gales made 13, 13 threes on the day. The D had some fun as well. Buffalo shot only 42% for the game, 22 turnovers. Anyway, with the losses in the first two games, this is, this is the result is just what the doctor ordered as hashtag ledge life got the day off. Here's Panzo, Gordon, and Tobin on the win. All right. All right. Uh, how's it feel to get out of here with a win after the way the last couple of days went? Uh, it's definitely good for us after those two uh, hard losses. Uh, we came together. So, obviously, like a lot of teams wouldn't 
play as hard as we played in a seventh place game, but uh, we came together as a team and we knew it was going to be better for our culture. So, yeah. Greg, it's good to see like what you guys are working on, how it's supposed to look in a game like this. Right. Uh, it's it's great. You know, it's it's more so the fact is like execution has been one of the things we've been very inconsistent with. So we've had to like really tighten it up and Tobin's really got on our case about it. So to see it like go into full effect and like really make the other team turn the ball over like that, like it means a lot. So yeah, it looks really good. Was a, for the game against High Point, um, I guess the energy wasn't there. Yeah. Any reason why? Did you, can you guys put your finger on that as to what, uh, what happens in the start of a game like that? I think we weren't locked in as a whole. You could tell by our warm-ups that guys weren't talking and guys weren't bought in. So, like, today was a completely different, like, 180 turn. Like, everybody was locked in, talking, and that's the stuff that we need to do. Like, preparation wasn't good for us yeah. as a team. Yeah, I'd say piggybacking off of that was, you know, a 10-day stretch, no basketball, and – Staying at a nice resort, you know, you can't help but just get distracted sometimes when you got a, a pool and a water slide. So we kind of didn't really prepare as we should have, you know, and that kind of really messed us up. Okay. And for both of you now, you come out of this with a kind of a weird mix of three games coming up. You have this game against Colorado, and then you have MAC games that, like, really matter. You know, like, how, do you, how, how does this prepare you for that? Um, more so just, you know, the – we, we don't really want to underestimate anybody, so we don't we don't want to go in there and say, okay, we put up a game against Colorado, we should easily beat the next MAC opponent. It's more so like, you know, it's preparing, it's preparation, you know, just facing a, a team that's on a higher caliber, you know, a bigger conference, bigger stage. And we, we want to more so just soak what we can from that learning experience and hopefully come out with a dub and, and keep the, keep it rolling into MAC play. You know, it's just, it's such a, it's such a weird transition, but, I just hope that we can really like keep our heads on our shoulders and execute. Yeah, like you said, big thing, uh, preparation. That's going to be a good opportunity for us to play a higher level team and big conference and then come back to Mac and just continue to play how we play. How important is it to have uh, three games in a row like this where all the young guys got a lot of minutes, got a chance to play and get better and better? You guys have seen a lot of their growth. Yeah, well, I mean, this is really important because it uh, translates to the MAC tournament as well. You're playing like three games in three days, so I think that was a good uh, opportunity for us to get used to how the format is. Yeah, um, it was it was fun. It was actually really fun seeing the younger guys play for me. You know, like I mean, I don't really want to call them young guys, but they're they're younger age, but they they step up big. You know, especially when we really like. We're not starting off really well. Like they step up really big, you know. JQ, Gene, Dylan, they come in the game and in Sultan, they they make a difference, you know. And they come in there and they prove like you know reason why, you know. If you can start ten people, you start the next five freshmen because they they come out really strong and we appreciate them for it for real. So they're also holding us accountable. Like we haven't been doing our job as a whole, like the older guys, and they've been stepping up for us. So yeah. it's gonna make us play better because we gotta be in the same level together. Yeah. I want to say um, the, the last two losses really, like, kind of showed us, like, as far I had a conversation with Wes, and I told him, like, you know, like, like let's set the standard and hold the standard. You know, like, don't – let's not lower the standard or make exceptions for anybody just because, you know, oh, this is – oh, he's a cool team. You know, let's just hold each other accountable for everything. And the young guy, we told him, like, look, let's let's do it. And they've been holding us accountable, so they've been changing us. So. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, no problem. Thank you. When you're ready for an opening statement, yeah, happy to get happy to get a win.
thought our guys played, came out with great energy, played really well. I thought our preparation from yesterday after the loss came into film. They came into our to our room last night, like like very. Um, I think grew up a little bit, you know, like they knew that they saw what we did. The effort yesterday was better than the effort on Monday, and that that's what it's got to be all the time. And then I thought they approached this game the right way and came in and, and played really well. So I thought we were unselfish. I thought we, played, we shared the ball. We played great defense. Um, did a lot of good things. So, you know, like anything, three, you know, three games in three days, we're all learning about each other, learning about the team. I'm learning about the team. Um, but I thought we got a lot better. I think a great a great experience for us. Obviously, we don't want to come, come down any place, go one and two and play the 11 a.m. I'm, I'm sick of these 11 a.m. games. <laughs> so I'd like to not be in these games. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, like, it, there's two ways of approaching this. You, you can be all upset about what happened the first two games. And, like, honestly, that's that's over. We have to move on. And we played well today. So um, we got better, you know. Um, I think the more games this team plays together, we will get better. And um, I thought our older, older, you know, our freshmen have been very good. I thought our older guys kind of led us today. Our older guys were were um, took kind of took took charge, uh, set a tone at the start of the game, and uh, and played well. So happy with our performance. Happy with how we played. Um, you know, overall, you know. But I just think it's a work in progress. Like that's just what it is. And so we're not we're uh, we're going to go one day at a time and just try to get better. I asked the uh, guys when they were in here how important it was for them to see what your vision was to kind of happen today where yeah. everything was clicking on both sides and yeah. you were able to jump out on somebody. I, I presume you feel the same way. It was really important to see a result yeah. like this. And even even on, you know, we've we've had that, you know, it's like it's going to be a roller coaster ride. You know, it's, it's just it just can't, has to be. You, have all, you know, it's like and I, I think even in my mind, I'm like, well, we'll be fine because the older guys will leave the younger, the freshmen until the freshmen are ready. But they're all in, in how we play in Iota basketball. It's they're all they're all freshmen. They're all they're all new, right? So um, we're all learning together. But I I thought we've we've shown moments at Charleston, um, moments against Long Beach State where I thought we controlled the game. I mean, I mean, you might watch that tape and we controlled the game and then kind of gave it away the last five minutes. So there's been signs of that. We were a little more consistent today. You know, um, we'll get there. You know, I thought like guys like Greg Gordon, like this is all new for Greg. Greg's a guy who came from JUCO. Um, sometimes I think he thinks we're speaking a different language as compared to how he's been coached before. And so to see him mature and how he's gotten better over the last two weeks has, has been good. And I think there's been major progress. How much has these past three days been important for the development of the freshmen? I think great. I think, yeah, we're really, really good. Really good. And like, you know, like, like any freshman right there, they're up and like, I thought Sultan had a great last two days. And Sultan was and, and he's he's an unbelievable kid. Like I thought on Monday, he did not come ready to play. Listen, no one came ready to play, and no one came ready to coach him. We were, we were terrible on Monday, one one through the whole crew, right? So, but I thought he bounced back, handled it well. Didn't play a lot on Monday. We we, we benched him early. It was great yesterday. He played this Long Beach State kid yesterday, who was a um, all conference guy, starter last year, good player, and he went toe to toe with that kid, who actually went to Michigan and played well. Then today, I thought he was. Again, he made a factor. He's a force out there. He was good. Our guards have been good. Saw some good signs of uh, Dylan Saunders. You know, Dylan can shoot it, so he becomes a weapon for us. And I thought um, that was this was a great week for him. Because we kind of got to the point like, well, hey, he might not be the best defender, and he's not physically strong enough right now, but he also helps us because he can make shots, knows how to play, he's smart, he's tough. So he had a good he had a good week too. That was good good for him too. And Bates Bates did some good things today too. So when we're playing, well, that's five freshmen. Um, you know, fairly major minutes in these games. Three for sure: Sultan, Gene, and and, uh, and um, JQ, and then Saunders and Bates are coming on. So I'm, I'm happy about that.
And then what's the mindset for a game like Colorado coming up? Yeah, I mean, overall, if you wanted to evaluate the trip, the, the tournament's been great. The hotel's been great. Everybody's been nice. People people are great down there. That's not a problem at all. But overall, you wouldn't feel great about what we did, right? But I, but I do feel like we've gotten better, so that's the most important thing, right? be a great way to salvage the trip. You know, when you walk out of Colorado with a win, which will be hard, um, that'd, be, that'd be a great way to come back. Come back, And then, you know, obviously, we, we know what's coming. We got a conference opener next Wednesday. We told you guys, like, listen, we told us after, after Monday's game, we got to be a really good team by next Wednesday. However we get there, you know, and then sometimes you have to go through some adversity and things like that. By next Wednesday, we go home, and it's going to be a quick turnaround. We got to be a very good team, you know. And, like, listen, big picture, we're missing – He's our most valuable player, but he's our most important player who who we're, we're working with him. And, like, we get videos of him getting healthy and stuff like that and him, him doing rehab. And, like, you know, we miss – I mean, you, you'd be amazed by watching our, our walkthroughs or scout reports. Oz is our best talker. He, he's our best IQ guy. So all this what's happening now with, with, with Sultan and Dylan and Isaac Bryce was good today is only going to help us going forward as Oz comes back and gets healthy. So – and, like, you know, uh, reality – him being out helps other guys more of a leadership role, more of an experience role. Because listen, it's, it's all new, you know. Um, but I mean, I, like, I told you this like, after the two losses. I like this. I like this team. They have a lot of potential, and I'm happy with what we did today. And I hope that that'll, that'll you know, get us going forward, you know. But like, I've thought that way a couple times so far this year too. So we, we really can't take anything for granted because I've, I thought out of Charleston, okay, we got it. You know, whenever you think you got things figured out, you don't. You don't. So we'll stay. We'll stay on them until we get a roll in here but we're not we're not gonna win a championship in november but the, go, the goals win a championship in march and we, we all know that and that's that's the, that's the plan all right it's time to switch gears now and preview our next three games at colorado this sunday and then following that with two mac games home versus marist and then at fairfield All right, coming out of the Gulf Coast Showcase, the Iona Gales will play the three uh, games. Uh, the first one will be our most daunting non-conference game. Uh, it'll be Sunday uh, the 26th at, at Colorado, number 18 in the country. Uh, we'll start off with that one. Uh, they have wins over Towson, Grambling State, Milwaukee, and Richmond, and lost in overtime to Florida State. Um, hey, I mean, this, is, this game is what it is. Um, They've, you know, they've got all kinds of weapons. Uh, they keep the key guy, to, key guys to watch. KJ Simpson is a six-two junior guard, nineteen points, five rebounds a game, forty-one percent from three. Six-eight senior forward Tristan De Silva, fifteen points, five boards, forty-four percent from three, fifty-four percent from two. Six-six senior guard Javon Hadley, ten point seven rebounds. You know, they've got other guys who are going to come in and be effective against us, too. The whole team shoots 43% from three right now. Um, this is an uphill game. We know that, especially with, with uh, this early portion of the season. But it's a great test for Iona to see if we can elevate our game to match the opponent. Um, but this is, again, it's an uphill game. You, you just hope that you go out and play really well and compete. Um, but let's face it. I mean, this is a game we expected to lose when we first saw the, the schedule come out. Um, again, if you, you want to take some, some points out of this one, you want to see some improvement, you want to see the press have some sort of effect on them, you want to see the offense look 
have some semblance of, of continuity and try to produce against an opponent of that level. You know, the final score is going to be the final score, but you just want to see some growth from the team. It is what it is. So there's not much else to say really about that one. Um, just you go out and, you know, you hope you, you can shock the world. And, you know, great if you do. And if you don't, you hope you learn from it and you move on. Um, we've already talked about on, you've seen lots of arguments on Twitter about what are the split what non-conference means for Iona right now. It's, uh, you know, just in terms of getting better. Uh, this game falls into that category. But again, you don't want to go into this one and, and lose by 100 points either. Uh, but you also understand the, the level of component you're playing. As a fan, you have to understand that. I'm hoping that the fans do. So, again, just this is an uphill game for sure, uh, coming out of, especially coming out of the three games uh, in the showcase uh, and then having the break for Thanksgiving. Just go out and you just play loose. Just hope your press is effective. Uh, you just get the guys minutes and just some experience in that kind of environment against that level of talent and hope for the best. Then you come home and uh, you get to finally play some Mac games. Uh, you start off uh, on the 29th uh, against Marist. Uh, Marist is two and two. They do uh, play one more game at home against Bucknell before uh, they come to visit us. Uh, they've won at Army and at UMBC, or neither one of those teams very good. They lost big at Binghamton, which is an okay team, and then they lost a tighter game at New, New Hampshire, which is a pretty good team as well. It's kind of a strange setup for the team. Uh, Max Allen is a 6'9 center, sophomore. He's averaging 17.5 points, 62% from, from the floor, um, 81% from the line. He is the primary weapon. Everything goes through him. But then the makeup after that is rather interesting. They have seven players, seven, averaging between 5.5 and 7 points per game. Super balanced, done playing a lot of guys. Um, you know, their defense is still try to is still what they're doing, although their numbers on defense have not been tremendous thus far this year. Um, but Allen is, of course, standing out in terms of scoring. He's the, he'll be the, uh, a tough matchup for us inside, um, and we'll have to game plan for that. Um, Again, balanced after that, but we, we do know of Isaiah Brickner. Um, he had some injury troubles uh, in the preseason that have kind of slowed down his start to the year. He's actually coming off the bench for Marist. Um, we know what he can do. We saw it last year. Um, he's a highlight dunker, and just he'll make big plays for them. Uh, he'll, if there's anybody on that, on that group of seven that might uh, try to elevate his game for us, it'll be somebody like Brickner. But... Um, so they're an interesting bunch. Um, they don't shoot a ton of threes. Everything's attacking the rim, uh, going through Allen inside. Um, and then again, you know, Dunn will cook up something on defense. And the way we've played offensively, I'm curious to see what he does to try to uh, throw us off our, our games. Um, so it'll be, it's an important one though. Um, this is the Mac games. These ones matter. You know, if you, if you are one who believes that the non-conference, when you're an Iona right now in the state that we're in with a brand new roster and a brand new system, um, if, if you, if you're thinking about it as this is a chance just to improve over, over the non-conference part of the schedule to get ready for league play, you know, now you're in league play. I mean, certainly you get a break after the two games and you get a few more non-conference games in. And again, um, I would not be expecting Oz Shema to be playing in either of these uh, three games coming up. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not in the Iona locker room, so I don't know for sure. But I just I don't think so. Um, but yeah, this is what you this is what you are working for. So you know, Dunn's gonna have a game plan. We know he can do it. Um, we'll have one, and we'll and you know we'll we'll have something cooking for them too. And, but it's a game, and it'll be an important one because everybody wants to start off good in Mac play. So. 
you have to come out and do what you're supposed to do. And, and at home, you're supposed to win if you're an IOTA. So that'll be one that will be tested for sure. And it'll be one, especially with Colorado right before it, that we'll have, we'll have a focal point on. So I, I expect uh, us to play well in a game in that set. And then we follow that up with the game at Fairfield, which was looking rather daunting before the season started because the Stags on paper looked very, very good, but they've been anything but. They've had a lot of injuries that really, really got them off to a slow start. Um, they've lost big at BC and at URI open season. They had a huge D3 win, um, which has kind of <laughs> uh, skewed their stats a little bit when I get to them in a bit. Um, they lost also comfortably Drexel. They played a little closer versus Queens uh, in Philly as part of an event at Drexel, um, and they will host New Hampshire. Uh, before coming to see us as well. Um, you know they've had some chaos leading up right before the start of the season. Jay Young out, uh, interim coach uh, Chris Casey now running the show. Um, so they've had some disarray for sure between that and the injuries. Um, I don't expect them to solve all of their problems in the next couple of weeks when we play them on, on December 1st. Um, but uh, hey, you know, again, league game on the road, never easy. Um, so like I said, some of these numbers I'm about to cite for their averages are skewed by like about a 50 point win against the D3 opponent. Um, senior guard, 6'4", Bryson Goodine, 17 points per game, four rebounds, 47% from three. 6'6", senior guard, Lewis Bleachmore, St. Joe's transfer, 11.4 points, 5.4 boards. Uh, they're a surprising freshman, Peyton Smith, 6'10", forward. He's got 11.2 points, 5.6 boards per game. Um, Caleb Fields uh, missed some time. He was uh, expected to be a, a key cog for them as well. He missed some time with an injury to start the year, just settling back in. He's, this, uh, again, um, 6'2", grad guard. Uh, he's averaging about 10 a game after uh, after sitting out for a bit to start the year. They still have uh, a missing key, two players missing from their front court. Uh, most most notably, grad forward 6'8", Alexis Yetna from uh, Seton Hall. He's expected to be one of the biggest impact transfers of the, of the year. Not exactly sure when he's joining him, but it won't be on December 1st. I'm fairly certain. Uh, also, they're missing Burma Sack, Burma Sack, a forward out of New Mexico, who transferred. Uh, he's also uh, uh, expected to be an important player in their front court. So because of the missing bodies up front, they are a very perimeter-oriented bunch right now. More than 40% of all of their points have come from three. That's one of the highest rates in the country. So Iana's going to need to show some improvement in closeouts with that press. I know that's something they've been struggling in, and uh, many fans have lamented uh, too many open threes given up. So if, that, that, if there's a danger in that game, it would be us not closing out on threes, because that's what Fairfield's been living and dying with thus far, um, and mostly dying as they have zero uh, Division One wins at the moment. So again, road game, league game, Cir Iona always circled on the calendar. There are no easy games on the road in the MAC. Um, it's just the way it is. So, but a chance. Let's face it. You're at home for the first game. You're at a, you're at a very struggling Fairfield team in the second game. There's a chance to get off to a 2-0 start in the MAC, and it would be a great statement for Tobin to pull that off, given the struggles that we're seeing now in terms of just getting the guys to, to be on the same page a bit. So, um, important games. Um, and it's weird because you have Colorado, which in essence is a throwaway game. And then you have two really important games that you want to, you really want to start off 2-0 in the league. So um, very interesting three game set coming up, especially coming out of uh, the Gold, uh, Gold Coast event. Um, 
And, uh, you know, hey, uh, it's, we're going to have to see some growth, I think, before, or we're going to start seeing that hashtag of ledge life just take over. Um, so, hey, let's see what happens and uh, be positive because we're building towards something. I uh, posted something on Twitter during the uh, Gold Coast tournament um, about how uh, FDU uh, did not get off to a great start in November uh, under Tobin last year. Um, they lost big to St. Peter's, which remember finished in like the 300s in net rating. Um, they also lost to Hartford, which is one of the worst Division One teams in the country last year. That was what that was November, and of course by March they were winning NCAA big games by 20 and upsetting Purdue and putting uh, you know losing by single digits to Florida Atlantic. So quite the different performance in just a few months' time. Will we see that kind of jump on Iona? Time will tell. But the next couple of games will help us either way get closer to that path. It's been a fun week in Florida. Thank you uh, for listening in uh, as we caught up on the Gulf Coast tournament. Uh, didn't quite go the way it, we wanted it to go, but uh, hey, it was a great event. Um, I wish everybody listening a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and as always, go Gales. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com with publisher Guy Velotico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Filatico, IonaHoops.com, and any featured guests. This podcast is not affiliated with Iona University Athletics or the university itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com.